for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author. And not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Uh, last week, I had finished, and I didn't really have enough time to complete it, the comment, my comment that I was making on um, orgasmic meditation and why the OM type of sex, why I did not think that it applied and why I did not think that it was valid. And so I'm just going to complete that conversation. They are using one particular manual stimulating technique for every woman. You're supposed to be able to just use a finger, well lubricated obviously, on the upper left quadrant of the woman's vulva on, on one side of the clitoral hood because according to them, that is where the greater concentration of nerves is. That's the first BS statement. Nerves go everywhere. So you don't know if someone's nerves are in that area or another area, but the clitoral nerves do run down on either side of the clitoral hood. So it's one way or the other. And I'm going to talk about something that does take care of that, um, which is an oral technique, but it also can be used as a manual technique. So we're starting off in the techniques phase today. So... But what they also make the comment about is that this is supposed to be empowering for women and you do it for X number of minutes, I believe it's 13, and then this will lead to the woman being able to have, you know, uh, a very highly stimulating um, orgasm or build to a particular level of stimulation. Well, let's just go back and look at the fact that every woman is unique in where her nerves are and what type of stimulation works best for her. That's what they refer to for her, you know, for her to orgasm. That's what they call an orgasmic fingerprint. That's Hartman, Fithian, and Campbell. And they are the people who literally came up with that term to describe how uniquely each woman orgasms. So this thing about, you know, when you see movies and people are going, ooh, ah, ah, and making all this noise and, you know, writhing all over the place. First off, they're doing it so that it's, it's good for the film, not necessarily the woman, but also it is that's manufactured for a filming process. It isn't necessarily the thing that works. Now, add to it that, <clears throat> excuse me, you're having someone do something that is not necessarily for this woman. Now, they do stress communication, needless to say and say, oh, I prefer this or, or something like that. But here's the other thing. This is, 
you know, the telling women that this is going to lead to them feeling a particular way. This is will, you know, make them feel that, oh, I'm on top of the world. Maybe, maybe not. Now, here's the other little bit of the dark side, <clears throat> excuse me, to this group. And unfortunately, I'm going to talk about a few other dark side things today. Um, Robert Kraft's arrest and other things associated with that. But not his arrest, pardon me, he has been charged uh, with, I believe, this is soliciting another to commit prostitution. But to go back to, so to me, the orgasmic meditation is, shouldn't really be called that anyway. I mean, but the woman who created it, excellent marketer. Um, and also a uh, very strong background in the area of, uh, I believe it's called mind control. The issue that I have with the group is how the people who were working for them got treated. And finally, people came forward and said that they had been literally forced into t- different forms of like almost, you know, financial destruction as a result of trying to ensure that they could enroll enough people. They weren't being paid enough. They were having to constantly go and enroll other people into the courses to keep the classes going. They were then also, as you know, someone who was working there to be paid there, they weren't making enough to make, you know, to, to take care of themselves. They also were being told that, you know, you some, um, you have to do an oming with this particular person. So in essence, they were being used <clears throat> as a physical model for the techniques. Others, I know of another woman who she was told you're going to marry this person. She didn't want to marry them. But, you know, the amount of control that they exercised over these people was astonishing, the people who were working for them. And I know of someone who went through the program and their comment was they, they happened to have been a um, therapist and they were aware of techniques used to make people do things. And they were like, they did every trick in the book. So that's why I can't get behind this. And interestingly enough, the woman who did start it then sold it to a group of investors, and now they're all getting shut down. And so she made off with her, you know, FU money, and, you know, she tootled off on her own way. But to me, this was not something that <clears throat> was helpful for all of the people that they represented it to be so. Now, for people who would like, and this was, I did a, a presentation for a group of women realtors in South Bay area of California, and they wanted to know things to do for Halloween. Pardon me, Halloween, what are we talking about? For Valentine's Day. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of the things that I was explaining to them is for oral sex, for most women, intercourse is not the number one thing that gets most women, you know, um, to peak orgasm. For some women, yes, but typically they have to be on top. Each woman is unique. You know, it also depends on her partner knowing about her body. But the best way for most women is either manual stimulation or oral stimulation. And the thing that is referred to as the Kivin method, K-I-V-I-N method, is one that I first heard about in Paris at the World Association of Sexology. And the woman who was presenting was telling me that she said, this was something, this isn't, so Kivin's not a person. Kivin just happens to be the name that was given to it. 
but the technique is completely different from what is being done with a, a partner facing straight towards a woman's genitals. The partner is on the side. So they are, and I know we're going to be coming up soon here too. I think we're coming up to a break here in about a minute or so. <clears throat> the partner is on the side. So they're at a right angle. So their head is over, you know, the, the pubis mons. If there's pubic hair, their head would be over that. Okay. And what they are doing then, remember I talked about they, in, or, in orgasmic meditation, they say the greatest concentration of nerves is on the left-hand side. Not necessarily, but it is on either side of the clitoral hood. So the partner positions themselves in that way, then uses their hand. So one, one arm is, would be underneath the leg and the other hand would be pulling back the pubis mons area. And then that will allow for greater exposure of the clitoris because the clitoris is like the penis. It is very highly vascularized, and it is also a tissue that is referred to. It's, it's an erectile tissue. So if you are, you know, like with a penis that becomes engorged with blood, so does the clitoris. Penis lifts up with, in, with the engorgement, and the same thing with the clitoris. It lifts up and often goes underneath the clitoral hood, where sometimes the partner will go like, whoa, where did it go? Well, it did what it's supposed to do. It engorged with blood, swelled, and lift up. So if, that, if you're able to pull back on the pubis mons, the area where pubic hair would be, if there is, you will expose more of the clitoral hood. Then what you are doing is your tongue would be stroking from one side of the clitoral hood to the other, back and forth, in a, like a licking very quickly on an, on an ice cream cone. You can use a flatter tongue, a more pointy, but that is where you're stroking. Now, here's the feedback loop. If you are in the right place, remember I talked about the other arm being underneath the leg? You are going to use a finger, usually your middle finger, could be your middle finger. Watch your nails because that's going to go onto the perineum. The perineum is the area between the bottom of the entry into the vagina, the, the introitus, that down there, and the, the anus. And what you are doing is your finger is holding there, not moving. Don't move your finger. That finger is not to move. But what you will be doing, if your tongue is stroking in the right place for this partner, they will be giving, it will be uh, an automatic form of pre-orgasmic contraction. That is your immediate feedback loop that you are in the right place. So again, you're on the side. Your one hand is going to be sort of resting up on your elbows a little bit. Your one hand is going to be pulling back on the pubis mons. Your head, your head is like centered right above. Your mouth will be centered right above where the clitoris is. The other arm, also giving you a form of support, will be underneath the leg that's closest to you, and your finger is on the perineum. That is where, and it just rests there. You don't pulse up and down. You don't move it around. It just is there to give you a feedback loop. And that is when I heard Dr. Patty Britton talk about this in Paris, I was like, wow, that's awesome. And she said for, and this is one of the fastest and the quickest ways for 
women to orgasm rather than the other way because it's the heat, pressure, and moisture and constant moisture and constant pressure that leads most women to orgasm. So we're coming up to our first break here. When I come back, I'm going to talk about the things with how are your, how's your relationship advice and is it any good from your friends? And if not, why aren't you going to get better? Coming up to the tune, I'll be back after this. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. resolutions don't work if a person is a mess. That's someone who clings to a bad habit. 88% of Americans make at least one New Year's resolution and 80% of those folks fail by January 20th due to the dislike and fear of change. What's the word for the fear of change? Kynotophobia. With quite a few related to losing weight, at least you don't have to lose as much weight this year to be average as 66% of Americans are now considered to be overweight. Don't feel bad if you don't keep your New Year's resolution. It's hard to be flask-cussable. That means changeable, from an old French word meaning to bend. If you're celebrating at a New Year's party, try not to get carried away. In fact, try to leave without any help at all. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Health Magazine encourages you to stock a skinny kitchen. They report that you can stay slim without really trying. By keeping your kitchen filled with amazing fat-burning foods, you can keep weight gain at bay. Stock your kitchen with carbs that are good for you by having an ample supply of oatmeal, bananas, rice, bread, and potatoes. You could be setting yourself up for weight loss. These foods contain resistant starch, which is a type of fiber that makes you feel fuller longer. And they claim that these foods can actually boost your metabolism. Whole grain pastas and breads are good staples to have in your kitchen, along with these other high-fiber foods. By keeping whole foods that are healthy for you in your home, you will not be tempted to eat junk foods that are high in calories and low in nutrition. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. <clears throat> Welcome back, everyone. And in this section... What I want to talk about, I people are always asking me um, things concerning relationship advice. And I just happened to read a comment, a Facebook post from a colleague of mine who had ended a relationship. And she said, 
why is it that there's, she said, what is it and why is it? She said, I think the majority of, and she's in this field. She said that I think that the relationship advice that everyone gives you, she said, is absolute garbage and absolute BS. And I was thinking to myself, you know, as I read her, uh, her Facebook post, I thought, you know, she's pretty much right about that. Because when you think about it, something happens and things end. And people will say, oh, well, you should have had, you know, these from your friends or your family or, you know, books or a therapist. And they all kind of say that one, one thing that they often always will say is you need to have chosen better. Well, what happens if you do choose the nicest, sweetest, most caring, generous, blah, blah, blah person and still things? don't work out is it your relationship karma to not have things work out is it that you still haven't met the one or and I love when people say you know time heals all not necessarily not necessarily um it may make you uh not think about it all the time but there will be things that will trigger things and that's just what life is like right that's why we have we have these things that we call memories so one of the things that when people will ask me, instead of saying that there should be an action that should have occurred on someone else's part, that there really is so much of the relationship that is about who you are and that it isn't something that it's a 50-50 game. It's more than that. And I remember listening to a gentleman describing when someone said, you know, that what's the you know qualification for having a successful relationship. And at this time he was probably 21 and he figured, Oh, it'd be 50, 50. And the person said, no, it's not. It's actually more like, you know, each person has to be a hundred percent into this or it's not going to continue working. And, I know plenty of people who might be in a relationship. They think things are going along. They don't want to have to rock the boat with anything, but they have, they literally have one foot halfway out the door. And that is something that when you're, you encounter that or someone who has the hidden agenda. And honestly, sadly, I can very much speak to that because that happened in my own marriage, which I did not realize that this what this is what his agenda was until we'd been married for 18 months. And it was such a shock. And it was truly the only time I ever swore at him. And <clears throat> and I he said, Well I never intended this to be a long term thing anyways. And I was like, then what the F did you think this was? At which point, when, but I will tell you, I would not have, I mean, the relationship advice that I would have received from people, I could hear it after the fact, but at the time I was like, I was so convinced that, you know, I knew what was going on. I didn't, but I wanted to have this thing work. And that's the other thing that I ask people, what is your what is your intention in being in this relationship? As I said, you know, last week, you know, the woman who said, I'd much rather be in this kind of a relationship 
than be single. And I'm like, oh, Lord, that is so sad. But there's all kinds of reasons why people stay in relationships, all kinds. And that it may <clears throat> be tepid or lukewarm or um, asexual. It may be incredibly intimate and connected, but it's what is working for them at that time. Now, if people ask me, what do I see when I look at their relationship? I will tell them. And sometimes they, and I ask them, I say, do you want me to be really honest with you? And they'll usually say, well, well, yeah. And sometimes saying, you know, making so-called efforts to do things is not going to be the thing that's, that's going to work. Therapy is only going to work if people want it to work, period. And therapy is not something where you go in and blame the other person and have some, and then you pay someone to blame the person, right? That's no good. What you really, what people are wanting truly is they want to be loved and they want to be loved for who they are and for, you know, the, the essence of them, which is why you're going to find people who have money marry people who have money. Then money's not the issue. Because many times people think, oh, my God, you know, this, you know, the person is only there with them for whatever it may be, their looks, their money, whatever. And that may be the case. But again, that's your judgment of it. You're not inside the relationship. But I have had people where I said, look, you may think that this, you know, someone having this relationship over here looks like the perfect relationship. But then they find out after the fact, oh, my gosh, it is so not what I ever expected. Um, it wasn't as lovely. They're not having as good a time. They're not, they're not enjoying you know, themselves. And I remember one woman, I'd only been married maybe a month. And I happened to be at a luncheon. And this woman was, she was probably 20 years older than I was. And I remember... <laughs> I remember um, someone made the comment about, well, you know, this is what husbands do. And she looked at me and she said, well, you married. You know that that's what people put up with. And I was so shocked at how underneath she was making these comments about women not being happy in their marriages and not, you know, enjoying what is going on in their lives. Meanwhile, on the surface, they're all acting like, you know, smiles and, you know, little twinkling teeth. Everything's perfect. And I was like, why would they stay there? And now I know, I, I mean, obviously I know why. Because these women did not want to endanger their social status and their standard of living because they had a very nice standard of living. Well, you know, I, a friend of mine, which I have to call, she said, um, she said, because she was selling at the time, like the very high-end homes in Beverly Hills and had been a realtor for like 30 years. And she said, let me tell you something. A lot of these big houses, they live two completely separate lives. And I said, okay, because she knew that I was starting to writing my books and things. And she said, they'll never let people know that. But she said, she has one side of the house. He has the other side of the house. They're not going to divorce. They're not going to, you know, the financial devastation of that. But they spend all their time separately. And sometimes your friends will, re will really tell you the truth. 
But if you want to have a really good relationship, if you want to have them, hang out with people who have them. That, I mean, when you call law of attraction, whether you call it, oh, you know, this is my state of mind. If you do literally have the thing of, I am unconditional love, or I am, I'm looking for blissful happiness. Whatever it is, when they tell you what your thoughts go out, they're not joking. So whatever you're thinking, it's going out there. And then it's attracting something back into you. You're a battery. All of us are wet cell batteries. Can't help it. That's just what we are. Every thought, every muscle contraction, the fact that my, you know, I am breathing. Every single thing that we do is a positive and negative energy exchange between the cells, between the universe, all of that. So if you are wanting to have that better relationship, how can you be the best you, you know, and think and thinking that someone's going to change for you, they might, but that may not be the case either. And I know many times people think, oh, well, this will shift, you know, after we're together. Don't count on it. That is like asking yourself to be a crazy person. And if you listen to your friends, they likely will tell you the truth about does this person bring out the best in you? Do they feel that you're, you know, they're kind? I happen to have watched this show because a colleague of mine is one of the uh, experts on it, Dr. Pepper Schwartz. And Pepper and I are on the leadership council at the University of Minnesota program in human sexuality at the, in their uh, medical school. And there's a certain person on the current show that's airing right now and I can tell right off the bat, this guy's hiding something. I don't know what it is, but you just have to watch him. And if you, anyone has ever read any books by Malcolm Gladwell, he's just awesome. And the one book that I'm referring to is called Blink. And it is this book where literally they talk about, you know, like that, boom, when something is off or something is on. And, and this is the same thing when I saw this person and when they tell you that there's something that if you pay attention to your gut, it can't lie. So if you're around someone and you think something is going on, listen to that little voice. It can't lie. Literally, it can't. And I know that there were things that I should have paid more attention to, but it was almost like I knew I was going to marry this person, even though I knew that this was going to be a real challenge. And now, if I go back and say, would I, would I not do it? Or do I wish that I had done something else? No, because you know what? Then I wouldn't be where I am now. And I'm re I, I like where I am now. I really do. Oops, we're coming up to the tune. I'll be back after this. Toginet with your host Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. 
It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat, and many times it makes food taste so delicious. Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break. Don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Um, before the break, we got a little our little commands here, a little uh, fouled up. But what I was going to finish with is, you know, would you yourself change anything in your life? You know, a a big decision that you made. You know, when I've asked people, would they do that for the majority of them? They say, no, because I wouldn't be who I am. Now, if it ends up being a situation of something from a a legality standpoint, I know of an individual who just came out of prison after being there for over nine years as a result of financial, how can we put this, impropriety, bottom line was money laundering, and a Ponzi scheme in addition to which. And the issue is, is that they knew and they absolutely knew that the shoe was eventually going to fall. Now, um, would he have done things differently? Yes. Um, and, but it was almost like too good to be true. There's a reason why they say that too good to be true. Nope. I don't think so. 
But I wouldn't change what happened because if I had, you know, they always talk about, would you have married this other person? Hey, you know, there's many people we could have partnered with. I never would have ended up doing the stuff that I did if I hadn't driven out of that driveway. I would not have developed my own company. I wouldn't develop my, my seminar series, which turned into the books, which turned into, you know, speaking all over the world. Never would have done that. And what I also learned is that the most important information you can give someone is what is going to work for them. They may want to know what had helped you, but they're not you. So they need their own information. I'm an identical twin. What my sister needs to know about isn't what I need to know about necessarily. Can we find it interesting for one another? Sure. Whether it's, you know, certain recipe or a certain way of behaving or a certain banking thing or whatever. Yet we both have our own different approaches on things. Now, when people ask me, what would they, what would I have done differently for myself? I would have listened to myself sooner. Now in people being in relationships, they talk about having communication. Some people think they're communicating just great. Well, they're not. Because unless that person really understood what you were saying, you may say something like, I'm just, I'm, I'm really bothered by the fact that, you know, we're not having as much sex or, you know, you don't touch me the way that you used to. And that's a statement. There's no question. But what's underneath that statement, and that's what I ask people, it's almost like, you know, that sheet of paper that you see on your desk or, you know, a book that's sitting there. I always go like this, what's underneath that statement? What is really being said here? And what is often being said is, I want more attention and I want to feel, you know, important to you. I want to feel cherished, whatever it may be. I never watch the Oscars that I'm talking with Roy about this, but the one thing that I did immediately see on social media this, today was everyone talking about the fact that Lady Gaga was, you know, having this in, impassioned singing with, oh gosh, I'm going to draw a blank, with her co-star from uh, Stars Born. They'll come back to me in a moment. And people were, then people were posting things on Facebook. Do you think that, that the oh, Bradley, whatever, are they, are they going to get married? Are they in love? I'm thinking to myself, really, what is this? High school? <laughs> Who cares? This is up to them. And one of the things I remember, a, uh, I was in a, an entrepreneurial seminar and this gentleman happened to have come from a very strong background in acting and the entertainment industry. And he said, the issue, Bradley Cooper, there we go. He, he said, the issue with, you know, the going on location and having a new uh, co-star or something is that the director says to you, fall in love. So they do for the film. But what they don't do when they say cut at the end, they don't say fall out of love. And I can't even begin to tell you how many relationships I know in this city. And I'm, I'm right in the middle of, you know, la la land ended because of them being on a shoot together. It's, it's a litany of them. And I mean, I was watching one the other day and a friend of mine used to work for the company 
And I remember they were shooting in Malta. And it was when Gina Davis was married to Rennie Harlan. And I remember my friend saying to me, it was an unmitigated disaster because Rennie Harlan was fooling around with the other star in the show. And I was like, oh, Lord. And his wife is the lead in the show. Um, but anyways, the, the thing that you have to look at, when people think that they can get away with what they're doing, that's what I would refer to as the dark side of relationships. And I'm going to jump in on a, a few things here. I talked at the very top of uh, the things going on with Robert Kraft being caught at the Orchids of Asia Spa. Now, to give you an idea of how broad this story is, look, you know, so he's a billionaire. Okay, that's great, fine, dandy. But when Bloomberg is reporting that this is a story and that the, uh, what they called them, the, you know, Orchids of Asia Spa, they were a very well-known secret in Southern Florida. Now, Jupiter, Florida is a very wealthy enclave. It's also where a lot of golfers, professional golfers are. It's a, um, it's, it's a very moneyed population. Now, and, you know, the thing is, what they have charged him with is soliciting another to commit prostitution. Now, a little bit of the background on what is actually happening here. The originally when it first came up on dailymail.com. Now I don't read other uh, media websites in the U S and interestingly enough, I think it's Google that is trying to stop dailymail.co.uk. It's a UK website. Great website. They basically tell you everything. And the first time it came up, there were, I think six women and one man who had been arrested. Now, this was a six-month-long investigation. And what they were first looking at is the man was driving these women from one place to another place, from one spa to another spa. There are apparently, I think, what did they say, 10, 10 different spas. And what they were looking at is that he was moving the women from one place to another place to work. And they were showing that these women were they were thinking they were being trafficked. That's what they were following. Now, they also have videos. Now, my thought is, who has the videos in the room, right? Um, and why were there videos in the room? Because they supposedly have video of these women servicing him uh, manually and orally. Now, I look at this and I go, do they have videos in every room to make sure that nothing's happening? Well, maybe. Um, otherwise, I would think it's entrapment. But the real story goes back to there are so many people in being trafficked, and people think it's not here in the U.S. It absolutely is. And there's, I mean, they're now going after, finally, finally, we're having the church come forward with all the things that happened in the Catholic church with all of the forms of, I remember I said, it's going to be a little bit dark here. The number of nuns who have been raped and then told 
you don't say a word or you're out of here. Those women had absolutely no power in their own lives. And imagine, you know, you have sworn to be a bride of Christ. I believe that's how they refer to themselves. They don't have anywhere else to go. They don't have anywhere else to live. And still in the Catholic Church, the guys could get away with anything. Finally, that is changing. And it is changing faster than they ever expected. Jeffrey Epstein, Lolita Express, and he is someone who they, you know, he told about all the people that he was doing. He had this, the island that he would, you know, bring people to. Now, I know about Jeffrey Epstein because I was doing a presentation to a woman who told me everything she was doing with him. And I'm not going to say who she is, but she told me as I sat on the couch in her home in New York. And I said, well, what else is going on? She told me all the details of the stuff. And I said, when is this going to stop? Well, you know, they did eventually, but he ended up getting arrested and he served X amount of time, not nearly as much as he should have, but as a billionaire, he could, you know, bail himself out on one way, but he also was able to, you know, tell other people and get himself off because he implicated other people. When they talk about all the stuff that's being done in Washington and how dirty it is in Washington, the child trafficking stuff is one big thing. And these kids are brought in there and people get drunk and then they're put up on, you know, they're uh, laced with liquor and drugs and then they videotape them in a compromising position so that it's called blackmail. And that is something that is going to be coming out. Now, we're coming up to, I think, our final 30 seconds here. When I come back, I'm going to continue with a little bit of the dark side of things, but then also look at what, okay, we've got a 15-second call. Yay! Okay, when we come back, I'm going to go for the rest of the dark side, and then we're going to go for what can we do about it. So here come the tunes, and I'll be right back. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Resolutions don't work if a person is a mess. That's someone who clings to a bad habit. 88% of Americans make at least one New Year's resolution, and 80% of those folks fail by January 20th due to the dislike and fear of change. What's the word for the fear of change? Kinatophobia. With quite a few related to losing weight, at least you don't have to lose as much weight this year to be average as 66% of Americans are now considered to be overweight. Don't feel bad if you don't keep your New Year's resolution. It's hard to be flaskustable. That means changeable, from an old French word meaning to bend. If you're celebrating at a New Year's party, try not to get carried away. In fact, try to leave without any help at all. It's 
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. This is Toginet, cutting-edge radio. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Um, one of the things that I, I'm glad to see is that rather than just solely relative to Robert Kraft and these 25 other men, hundreds or 100 others, this was a six-month-long investigation that they were looking into what was going on. And are these women underaged? Are they being trafficked? Um, Apparently, they are Asian. They were Chinese. Again, do we know the actual, you know, the details of this? Probably not. And will we ever? Mm, Not likely, unless we're, you know, part of a legal team. But here's what I like about this, is that they're finally going after the Johns. They're going after the guys that are using the services. They're going after the people who are, as they said, soliciting another to commit prostitution. And if you do, here's the thing. What can we do about it as an individual? Well, one of the first things you can do is be observant. Um, It's a little easier for men to know what's going on because most times women will not be offered, you know, a happy ending. Uh, But I have someone that I know who one of his friends knows every single place, you know, up and down the West Coast, going down into Tijuana at the time on the East Coast because he does a lot of traveling. And his thing is, you know, that's what he likes to go and do and have. So the big thing that the, you know, the police are looking for is, yes, the prostitution, but also is there human trafficking going on? Because many times, these girls are locked into an environment and they can't get out. And whether it's in San Francisco, whether it's here. Now, if you do suspect anything, you know, be observant. But what you can also do is you can call, there's an 800 number that is the National Human Trafficking Hotline. And that's 1-888-373-7888. I'm going to repeat that. one 1- 888-373-7888. And, you know, the trafficking can look like a number of different things. It can look like, you know, the one that I, um, R. Kelly, you know, he just got arraigned on 10 charges of underage sex. Listen, everybody, freaking everybody in the music industry knew what this rat bag was up to. They absolutely did. Now, do you think there were a lot of people you know, whose own mortgages and payments and, you know, paychecks were being paid for by this guy? Yeah. So they stayed quiet, but they knew. Now, this guy apparently has sold, you know, 750 million records or 75 million records, whatever it is. He can't even pay his $100,000 bail. 
and no one's willing to come forward to do it. But people have known that he was doing this and he would keep these girls completely isolated, completely by themselves, um, make them do everything that, you know, he told them to do highly abusive and they were all underage. So what you can do is be aware and you can also have a voice and say, you know what, that's not okay. Finally, we have the Catholic church coming forward and saying it relative to the priests and the boys, the nuns to the girls, the priests on the nuns. I mean, could it get even more convoluted? The yikes factor. And, you know, I know someone who is a devout, devout Catholic. And he said, it is so sad that they have done this to what really is um, a strong faith-based group. And they're just destroying what they've destroyed a really solid base for a lot of people. But I can also tell you on the dark side of how the behavior is, there are lots of guys who get called to be a preacher, get called to be a pastor, and then use that as a way to have a form of pressure to coerce um, women or, you know, someone else, groom someone else. So just saying that someone is a minister does not put them on their own little, you know, marble pedestal at all, period. Now, here's, you know, being observant. And if you see something, talk about it or say something. Now, John McCain's widow, I can't remember her, Cindy. Cindy McCain was on a flight and she reported what she thought might have been, you know, um, a child who had been taken from something. Now, there's lots of people who adopt children of different nationalities and ethnicities. Now, you know, was it embarrassing for her that everything was okay? Yeah, but she still said, you know, if I don't say something, I won't be able to live with myself. And I only had that happen to me once when I happened to be living in Canada. And this guy rang the doorbell of the house and I answered the door and he was a guy about 50 and he had this little girl with him. And knowing what I know now, I would have immediately... You know, but I knew it was weird and I knew something was off, but I didn't know enough then to know what I know now. Um, I would have done an immediate intervention in some manner or form, either by calling and letting the police know that there was this guy walking around the neighborhood because it was a, you know, great neighborhood, but the important thing for this young girl, no one was seeing what was going on. Now, the other dark side to relationships, which we're, you know, seeing played out into the media again, people who fool around on their, you know, their best friends, their family members, and then think that nothing's going to happen. It's like, are you kidding me? I look at no, I don't watch the Kardashian show. I think it's, it, first of all, there's nothing real about it to begin with. And, you know, they're just lucky that, you know, there was a, an individual here who does a lot of radio. And as a result of him, they ended up, you know, he put the production deal together. And, but you look at, you know, here are these women who have these children with these men. And so Khloe Kardashian has a daughter with this Tristan Thompson guy who was fooling around on her constantly, even when she was like in labor. 
Now, here's the other convoluted part of it. Her younger sister, who has her best friend since high school, so Kylie's best friend is Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods starts fooling around with Tristan Thompson. The backstory to this, Jordan has part of her, you know, she's got eyelashes named after her on Kylie's line. She was living in Kylie's house. I mean, talk about stupid. I mean, biting off the hand that feeds you. So, I mean, there goes, do you think blood is thicker than water? I think so, generally speaking. So, again, the importance of this stuff is who and how are you making your choices? Do you think she would have liked to have made a different choice on that one? Count on it. Yet, when we look at from a brain chemistry standpoint, one of when people say, why would they do that? They're not normally like that, particularly for girls going through puberty and as they're going through, you know, uh, end of middle school, high school, university, one of the most important things for girls in that age group from a brain chemistry standpoint um, is that they are part of the group, that they are connected. And this is work from the female brain, Luann Brzezendine, who is an MD. And these girls in order to be part of the group, will do whatever they can. If it means they have to, you know, sleep with the guy or have to do something else or they have to, you know, be, they will do it in order to maintain being in part of that circle. And part of that goes back to, from an anthropological standpoint, if women didn't have other women around them when they were raising their children, their babies were at much greater risk because they needed, when they talk about it takes a village to raise a child, in that instance, they weren't joking. And that is part of the things that, you know, women's brains are hardwired on that. So and, until they get to the point of, you know, making their own, you know, decisions. But a lot of times that's a really powerful pull for women and also not wanting to be rejected. If you get rejected, yikes, your, you know, your world is totally is going to fall apart. Now, one of the other things that, is, that are possible for you and me to do that can change things, can you go and volunteer at a woman's shelter? Is that possible? Can you do something that uh, I used to volunteer uh, at an organization called Children of the Night, started by Dr. Lois Lee, and it was for underage uh, children forced into prostitution. And how it started is that Lois was doing her PhD at UCLA, and she would come home to her apartment, and she would see all these young kids on the street. And she was like, what is going on here? And that's when she realized that these were were runaway kids, or as we also refer to them, the throwaway kids, who may have been gay, and their parents threw them out of the house because that was against their, the parents' values. So this 13, 14-year-old, what are they going to do? So they're having survival sex to survive and have a place to sleep. And Lois started Children of the Night literally in her own apartment so that these kids could have a place to sleep. And then she expanded it. And one of her biggest supporters, which most people would never have expected, was Hugh Hefner. He was one of her biggest supporters, had the Playboy staff and the uh, boardroom and that to support these girls and boys who were being trafficked. And I used to come and do a presentation for them about good sex, 
about good relationships. And they were, they were smart kids, but they had also come from a background where for a lot of them, they, you know, some of them, they were being sexually abused when they were two and three years old by an adult in their life who was using them in order to get drugs or in order to have influence. And there's something about the big disconnect here that how could a parent do that? But the important thing that you can do, any of us can do, is to be observant and to let someone know. Now, we're coming down to our final minute here. Did talk about some not so bright parts of the world of sexuality, but that's also the reality of the world. And things change one person at a time. And if you are in a relationship and you want to change what your relationship is like, you are the one who has your foot on the gas pedal and your hands on the wheel, and you can make different choices. You can touch more. You can hug more. You can do things to make the person feel really special. So if you have that ability, use it. I say this all the time. I'm going to sound like, oh, my God, here she goes again. But your intention and your attention are your two most seductive things. Use them and use them wisely because, believe you me, when you're magnetic, you are going to draw in what you want and you're going to have the other stuff go away. Have an awesome week. and I think we're going to be coming up with the tune soon. Thanks so much and take care of yourself. And as Ellen would say, be kind to yourself. For being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health our sexual health. Join Lou Paget.